0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Weekly Slab, episode 15. I'm Nate, and we are here with Aaron, fresh off his extended stay in England. He is back in the United States. He said, I'm not becoming an Englishman. I am an American. He is back, and we are talking about a little tournament action. We are talking about Brady being back. Aaron's back. Brady's back. Is there a a similarity there? Who knows? MLB Free Agency, Aaron's Trip, we'll be talking about that, PWCC Flip Quest, and then we'll end with a who's hot, who's not. So first off, Aaron, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well, actually. The the jet lag's not bad coming back at all. Going there, it's terrible. But coming back, not bad. Feeling pretty good. Happy to be back. Just so happy to, be, to not be booking hotel rooms every other night for like two hundred bucks. It is not oh. fun. Um, so I'm just happy. I'm happy to be here in the normal studio, having the normal camera, microphone, all that jazz, and good to hopefully get back into the routine again for sure.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, should we start off?
1: Uh, just hit the four... ground running. I'm ready.
0: All right. NCA tournament talk. Um. Obviously, there are some cards. Bowman. Bowman brought out their uh, Bowman's next. basketball cards. Johnny Davis has an auto. Ochai Baji has an auto. Chad Holmgren. A bunch of, bunch of different guys. I think there's a couple of Gonzaga guys, actually. But the tournament, starting today in like 20, 30 minutes, something like that, our team's same bracket. Midwest region, Kansas and Wisconsin. Yep. We can meet for a chance at the final four. Do you have them
1: matching up? I do. I do have a matching up in, I would say, well, I I only made two brackets. Just like I've been four groups. I made two brackets. One of them I have us matching up. The other one I have Kansas losing to Providence because I don't know, dude. I feel like we could both be out by the Elite Eight anyways. So who really
0: knows? I feel like we could both be out by the round of 32.
1: I think that there's a lot of teams like that, though. Think about all the teams that didn't perform well in the conference championships or at the very end of the year. I mean, this year is going to be nuts. I'm really confident that there's going to be some crazy, you know, six, seven, eights making it to the Elite Eight and Final Four potentially and stuff. Should be fun.
0: I agree. I agree. I have a very weird bracket this year. Lots of low-numbered teams beating out high-numbered teams just because there's no real dominant team. And there's, no. And there's usually there's a dominant team or like two, three four maybe dominant teams that you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to go far this year. It's like either Kansas shows up, Ochai Abaji does well, and they make it a long way, or you know, Ochai has a bad game and they lose in the round of 32.
1: That could happen for the Badgers too. with Johnny Davis, if he scores yeah. 10 points in the game, we're probably going to get eliminated before those Sweet 16. So we'll see. Should be fun. This is the first year ever that there are cards released from major company Tops or Panini or upper deck, I guess, that have college players who are actively playing while in the tournament because of the whole NIL deal that went down. And I brought that up like a year and a half ago, two years ago maybe when this stuff started to release that this could happen. Like when is there going to be a day that there's going to be a March Madness set made? We're not there yet because NIL agreements I don't think are like widespread enough. Like what, you open a box and there's only like 20 players in it. So we'll see what happens in the future. But it's exciting to see that like physically, there'd be pre-order cards most likely because a lot of these... uh college basketball players a cards started to sell within the last month on tops.com so they haven't been fulfilled yet but like i'm sure someone leads them to a tournament win or has massive games and they're gonna be some pre-orders that are selling on ebay so we'll have to track that maybe halfway through the tournament we'll pull it up again and see what happens but it should be should be a fun tournament i'm excited to see the card market and stuff and i've got a couple of johnny davis's myself
0: coming in so it's a good time yeah i have some major regrets not buying The ochag baji was one of the first three guys it was like the first release he was one of the three guys on there along with um the the Gonzaga Center can't remember yeah. his name and
1: is it Timmy or is
0: he gone? yeah he Timmy was... yeah and some other dude I, I I don't remember who it was either but Ochai was there and I thought about buying a card and then I didn't now if he goes on a run that'd be so nice yep it would be next topic Brady so you were gone. Brady came back. He retired for two months. I think I saw it was 44 days in total, but I'm not 100% sure on no, that. I heard six weeks, so not not quite two months. All right, so six weeks. Um, everyone saw this coming. Nobody was actually thinking he was going to stay retired because there was like the whole retirement thing. People like, oh, yeah, retired, woo. And then there was rumors instantaneously that he was going to come back. And sure enough, he came back. Uh, a couple interesting things. For me, anyways, Ali Marpet, their guard, retires. Tristan Worf's, their tackle, injured his ankle, two ligament tears, one completely off Ooh. the bone, uh, January 23rd in the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't know how long his timetable is, but they might be without two of their offensive linemen to start the year next year. They did resign Ryan Jansen, their center. And Chris Godwin came back on a franchise tag, and then just signed a three-year extension. So they did get some talent back. They also got uh, Perryman back, and they signed something. Gage, wide receiver Gage from—I I have no idea. They signed another <laughs> wide receiver though. So sure. they have some. They have some talent that has come back. But it is interesting to see if he can continue to defeat Father Time because I believe he'll be 45 next year. Pretty yeah. insane to be seeing a 45-year-old playing quarterback in the NFL. This isn't like uh, Jamie Moyer at 49 pitching in the MLB throwing like 83. I mean, Brady's going to take hits. Um,
1: Russell Wilson said today, he's like, I I accepted this trade with wanting to play 10 to 12 more years and win three to four more Super Bowls. And currently he is uh, 33 years old. I think that that's the age because I know that 12 years would take him to 45, the same that Brady is going to be this year. Um, We'll see. That'd be crazy to see multiple quarterbacks hit 45 if he does it too.
0: Hmm. What do you think we'll see Rodgers hit? 42? 41?
1: Well, listen, remember, we thought that that deal was going to be four more years, so we're thinking 42, but that year, the deal ended up being a two-year extension on top of what his contract already is, which was this past season. So it's only two more years right now at the Packers. No, no,
0: no, no, no. It's three years. It's three years. Are you sure about that? Two-year extension on top of the one more year he had next year. So it's three years, $150 million? Yeah, but okay. But he was already owed X amount of dollars next year, so the extension was really two years, 124 million. So you know, oh, two million a year in new money or whatever. So it's
1: two years on top of this year he's about to play now. Correct. Okay, so my bad. So one less year, I guess, than what we might have thought to start. Um, but yeah, I I could see him playing through his contract, hitting 41 and retiring, or I could see if he wins a Super Bowl, at age 40, retiring right after that. Dude, if he retires,
0: if. If he retires before the third year, we're toast. Is like it if he t- retired after next year, we'd have a hundred and like twenty million dollars in dead cap space. So he must have like guaranteed at least. Yeah. What do you what do you what are you gonna do if you have hundred twenty million dollars in dead cap space for one player? You can't do it. I'm not I'm not NFL GM. So uh, <laughs> we'll see
1: there. But um
0: Aaron, did you pull up that Brady Chrome PSA 10?
1: I did. I have it right here. Maybe I should do a little screen share action so people can see it here. This is the 2000 Bowman Chrome Brady PSA 10. Most recent sale of $16,630 on March 13th, which, hey, is that before the news happened? That's actually on the day that the news happened. So who knows when that actually did sell. But this is the last month here. And uh, here's the last six months. It's down like 6.52%, down
0: $1,000, but uh, also up and down along the way.
1: What are your thoughts here, Nate?
0: So my thoughts are obviously you're seeing it drop to be expected as they're going through the playoffs, losing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, drops a little bit. Um, Card was probably already a little bit too high priced. But you'll notice that it is jumping back up just a little bit on that news. Bit. The uh, 14th, same day he came back, I believe. So, so it uh, says the
1: 13th here. And the Sunday, the 13th was when he came back.
0: Okay, so a little bit of jump in news. I wonder if that was a, a buy it now or not. It's, oh, it's it's, it was on a PWCC weekly auction, which actually was after the news already happened. So Okay, so you know a little boost with the news, and that's what I was kind of trying to show when I grabbed the card, is that even though it is down over three months, six months, a month, or whatever, um, there was a little bit of boost in the last you know two weeks because of him coming back.
1: What do you think? Wins another Super Bowl? Does this get back to like 20K?
0: Yeah, I think so. If he were able to get one more Super Bowl and then ride off from the sunset with the Super Bowl? Yeah.
1: I I think that you start to talk about people, you know how they discuss blue-chip long-term investments all the time. You're probably putting Brady in the top three
0: cards out there market-wise. What do you think? Mantle, 52, Jordan, 86, and Brady, 2000, Bowman Chrome?
1: Yeah. I'd say that those would be like three of the most iconic cards of all time. Although I would, if we're talking iconic, I'd probably put contenders above Brady or the Bowman Chrome. But also it's like, you know, 50 plus grand to get any grade and then multiple hundreds to get any good grades. So, yeah, yeah, that's just not accessible for people. A lot harder card to hit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, all right. But this brings us into some free agency news, too, which is kind of like people coming back or new teams. So for MLB, this is that you got to break this down for us. Let's hear it.
0: Yeah, so weird time. Weird time. Not not usually do we have a we have a point in time where there's MLB free agency happening and NFL free agency happening, and we got that this past weekend with the MLB finally being back. Freddie Freeman leaves the Braves. The Braves trade for Matt Olson. Freddie Freeman goes and signs with the Dodgers for six years, 162 million. Freddie Freeman is of course. Thirty-two years old, so a little bit of risk on the back side there. But the Dodgers—they're insanely good. They're insanely good. They're, they're spending their
1: money at will right now.
0: Yeah, they have—they have, they they have, have the so end. much money, and they just signed Freddie Freeman to play first base. Now they can move Max Muncy, or they can have Max Muncy play first base and Freddie Freeman DH. Doesn't matter. They have a whole nother spot for a good hitter, and they just added one of the best in the market in Freddie Freeman. So you've got Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, Trey Turner. All of these guys, it's unfair. It's unfair. Cody Bellinger maybe bounce back. Who knows? Don't Gavin like Lux, his. what? So Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux doesn't even have like a spot right now. It's insane. He's twenty four years old. He's a solid player. He was bouncing back a little bit at the end of the season. I like him. You like him. He's from Wisconsin, and yet he doesn't even have like a position to play right now. Brutality. So we're looking at this two thousand eleven. Tops Freddie Freeman, PSA 10 rookie. And you'll notice that we're looking at a three-month segment here. Three months, it's been up almost 40%, which is pretty crazy. But it's at a high right now of $235 on the 15th. And that is before, that is when rumors started of him not going back to the Braves and signing somewhere else. But that's before he actually signed with the Dodgers. So the next couple of sales we get in here... I expect it to be even higher than 235. Yeah. So if you are a holder of this card, get it out there, get it sold. Let's You'll see if there's
1: been any that's sold on buy now after the news. 280 today. Buy now so that
0: it's another $50 increase. $280. That's insane. Um, Chris Bryant to the Rockies, seven years, 182 million. That feels like it's, his market already wasn't hot. That feels like it's going to crater his market even further. You think so? I do think so. Nobody wants to invest in Rocky players. That's fair. What about some big stats? Dude, is he going to have bigger stats than Nolan Arenado did? No, you're right. Is he going to have bigger stats than Trevor Story? You oh, know? so wait.
1: Where's Trevor Story going?
0: He's not signed yet. Oh, okay. But if they sign Chris Bryant to seven years, 182, I don't think they're going to be signing Trevor Story matt chapman traded to the jays uh and this is an interesting trade uh matt chapman has a pretty poor bat the last two years but his defense is still amazing and something interesting here is that you know everyone knew that he was going to get traded in the next in, in these last couple weeks because the a's were were it was well aware everyone was well aware that the a's were doing a fire sale matt olson matt chapman um, Sean Mania and anybody else, any of those pitchers are probably going to be out the door pretty soon here. Tony Kemp. Well, uh, in December, you could have gotten a Matt Chapman Topps Chrome PSA 10 for 20, 30 bucks. You fast forward, last sale, best offer, March 16th, $55. Like Oof. everyone could have seen that coming. And yet people are still making pretty good money. Pretty good money. 50. I mean, we had 55, 98, 50, 80. Uh, March 16th, and then a couple 30s for fixed price, fixed price sales. But you could have bought. I mean, you could have bought for 30 on March 14th, sold two days later for 25 dollars profit.
1: Nate, do the Blue Jays have a chance to contend with the Rays in the AL East, or the or Rays
0: just too loaded? I mean, the Rays are loaded, but would you have thought the Braves could beat the Dodgers and win the World Series last year? You never know. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in baseball. And the Brit and the Blue Jays, they've got Chapman. They've got Bichette, They've got Guerrero. They've got Springer. Uh, Tiasker Hernandez and Lourdes Guriel Jr. are really good outfielders, even though they don't get a ton of love. Randall Gritschick's a really good outfielder. Um, Isn't their pitching staff pretty good now, too? Jose Barrios and Jose Barrios and their rookie from West Virginia that I can't remember his name now. They've got some nice pitching, they've got some nice. A really nice offense and there's rumors that they might trade for jose ramirez so wow could be could be huge there matt olsen traded to the braves similar story for him if you go look up his prices everyone knew he was going to get traded and movement happened kyle schwarber and we're going just going through the major major moves here kyle schwarber to the phillies for four years 79 million i didn't look up any prices for him but i am i am interested he stays in division so he was with the nationals last year gets traded to the Red Sox, and then goes to the Phillies for four years, 79. The DH was the best thing that ever happened to Kyle Schwarber because now he can go to any of the teams in the MLB and get full-time at-bats, don't have to put him into the outfield, so that's big. And the last thing I want to talk about was not free agency, but it was to Tatis. Motorcycle injury, broken wrist, having surgery, out for three months, Yet another long line of, or another injury and a long line of injury history here for Tatis. It's getting to the point, or it already was at the point, and now it's firmly cemented, that he is an injury concern. A big-time injury concern. He's had multiple injuries spanning the course of multiple years um, on different parts of his body. This is now his fifth injury in five years on a different part of his body which is super concerning. If it was just the same thing over and over, I'd be like, that'd be concerning too. But the fact that he's injuring different parts of his body consistently, not to mention, not to mention it's It's like
1: reckless too. You it, want to be spending 10 K, 15 K 50 K on a guy that's going to go out there, a uh, motorcycle and crash it. Who knows how many times, like there's time to do that. I guess after you retire, when you just sign a 13 year contract with your team, and we got his top scrum 2019 base rookie PSA 10 here. That's a pop 11,000 uh, at 160 dollars here. The last three months, it's pretty flat. With the last sale being logged on the 16th at 160. Nate, I'd imagine the next month and a half, that thing's this
0: thing, or next month, it might be down to like 125 or something. Yeah, I could I could see it keep dropping because I do I do think I think people are probably a little worried, and I voiced it various times throughout the off season. Hey, who would you rather have? I'd rather go out with Soto and Vlad because I trust them a little bit more to be healthy and playing as opposed to Acuna and Tatis. And then if I have to choose between Acuna and Tatis, I was probably choosing Acuna because Tatis, he had, I kid you not, stretching back to his last year of minors, an injury every year that made him miss significant time. Hamstring, shoulder, the wrist now. Um, something else. I, I think he, he hurt something. maybe his, Maybe a wrist again in uh sliding into a base in the minor leagues but he's been injured a ton and he's just not a safe investment anymore not a safe investment at all so i expect people to finally be like all right he was injured but i still believe in him now after this thing especially with the motorcycle motorcycle being a factor i expect people to start cutting bait a little bit more
1: yeah i agree i agree i'd be pretty worried if i was holding some high end i know probably some listeners might be um you just got to hope that he bounces back this year as a great year. And maybe you decide if you can make some profit to take some profit, drop a couple cards, because I feel like you do want to hedge in a, in an injury situation because career starts to go downhill and it's not going to look good. And I'm not saying it's going to happen for him, but like Nate said, the injuries are, are indeed a bit of a concern.
0: And you, um, get, you get nagging one last really quick thing here. You mm-hmm. get nagging injuries like that. They start adding up by the time you hit to 32, 33, 34 to the point where all those little injuries when you're in your 20s and you can bounce back from, they're going to start really rearing their head when he's in his mid-30s. And I do not. I really – I expect Juan Soto to be really good into his late 30s. I expect Tatis to kind of flame out by the time he's like 33.
1: Uh, Really quick before we move on to the – I'll speak a little bit on the trip. Um, But I wanted to bring up really quick this uh, Mitchell Trubisky graph comparing to Kyler Murray because – Disc is kind of consistent with the MLB stuff we're talking about that how crazy it gets when someone lands on a new team um and in this case for Trubisky it's really not as much I mean yeah the Steelers was probably one of the best landing spots you could get on out there but a lot of it's the opportunity in itself to be an NFL starter like Nate said there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL um of all the cards out there of quarterbacks only 32 of them will be starting actively and i cannot believe that this 2017 prism silver psa 10 is basically caught up in price to the 2019 kyler murray silver rookie psa 10. and uh yes this is comparing from select.
2: Two, from, yeah, select. from
1: select this is comparing two different cards but remember when we do comparisons a lot of the time we try to look at similar money spend like at this moment or like back in time to see like which investment takes you further like you know sure if we compare the 2019 prism silver murray which is way more rare than this Trubisky because the Trubisky is practically a base card. It just doesn't really add up. Now you can still compare the money there and see how much you'd lose in Murray versus gaining Trubisky. But either way, the point still consists, is still consistent. If you invested in a Mitchell Trubisky before the 2021 NFL season started, you'd be leaps and bounds ahead of Kyler Murray, like multiple thousands of dollars if you invested like 2K into Trubisky versus Kyler Murray. For this specific card, the Murray dropped 62%. The Trubisky has risen 138% up to like uh, The 15th of March might even be more than that by now. So t- like, it's just crazy to see Trubisky cards hitting all time highs. I think recently one up so for like nearly $300, the P- PSA 10 Trubisky, which was an all time high, like for a new team, for an opportunity, there's no reason why that card hit an all time high for anything he's done. It's all about people thinking when well, he's on the Steelers now, what do you think that Trubisky's going to win the AFC East? Like, I don't know. I think the easiest way to lose money right now is by buying Mitchell Trubisky. Maybe we look back in this in a year and people are like Aaron, you idiot. The Steelers just won the division and made a playoff run with Trubisky.
0: But like, come on, like did you people not watch him on the Bears? Well, okay, to be fair. Okay, Bears. Yeah, I get num- it. number one, I I do like your I like your I like your NF your your AFC argument there, the division argument because or conference too. Bengals are gonna be good. Raven or conference, Bengals are going to be good. Reagan, Ravens are going to be good. Brown should be okay, even with Baker. Hard to win there. Yeah. Like, I see no future. At that all. being said, Trubisky had Matt Nagy as his coach. Yeah, I know. And he's garbage. He's garbage. He's really, really bad. He got to go learn from Brian Darbel and Allen. Josh Allen for a year. That's got to have some benefit that. Matt Nagy never gave him and now you get to go work with a good coach in Mike Tomlin defensive minded coach sure but a good coach in Mike Tomlin I am I am curious I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe he's got something in there that we haven't seen yet because the Bears and their coaching staff just poorly poor yeah
1: and let's just say for Justin Fields sake it's a good thing that the Bears may have changed right because that would be really bummer for Fields to go down the same path uh I guess here's my point Yes, maybe Trubisky is better than he's ever been in his career, but it probably also won't justify the current money being spent on Trubisky versus other players, especially given the the AFC East challenges. Because I think what also correct because I think the problem is is when you think about NFL QBs, um, and also like I want to compare this to LeBron, but also the Lakers stink; they're not winning games, and his cards really aren't like doing that well. Even though LeBron's having one of his best statistical years ever. you got to win. You have to win. If you don't win, people don't really have huge affinity for your cards. So that's where I'm at on it. I really hope that people who are buying his cards are thinking about the risks that can be involved in it and how much they were prior to him being on the Steelers because there's a lot of money that's being spent, and we'll see We'll see what happens. But that's, that's what I'm seeing right now in the football market. First off, if you haven't yet, go back and watch part one and part two of the uh, trip I took to England. Uh, part one was... It was pretty long. It was like 35 minutes consisting of a lot of stuff, everything from stadium tours to soccer matches to buying cards um, locally in London and going to card show between Manchester and Liverpool is in Bolton. Um, And that video is super exciting. There's a lot of different card stuff involved too. Part two. When I was in Liverpool and Manchester, really it was not much card action. There was like no show. There's really nothing locally. I was looking at Facebook Marketplace to buy, but it was a very fun time. It's a cool thing to go watch to like get the experience of the England soccer scene um, through my lens, I guess. But it was a, it was an awesome trip. I mean, it, it ended up stretching almost four weeks. It was not supposed to be that long. Uh, the day before I was supposed to leave, people know I got COVID and I couldn't leave. Um, I had to stay another like 13 days or something. Which is crazy or i guess it was like 10 sorry it's 10 not 13 but it's you know a lot of people kind of know that the international card market has grown in the last three years which is pretty obviously true Just as the entire card market's grown but going there and experiencing it firsthand is something completely different than just like seeing an instagram account about it um going to first off just like talking to people who are there about like how they've seen it grow is crazy um, Ben, the guy bought the Ronaldo from he's like nineteen, and now he's like buying and selling cards on England full time. And he's <laughs> talking about how he can buy cards on eBay in America and the pound is worth more than the dollar, bring him back and then sell him for more, you know, in England. So like there's just like this extra variable with that with the conversion rate. And um then going to the show too, there are a lot of people at that show for it being like the first time that that show was up in the north uh, between Liverpool and Manchester, which is, Not as populated as London, obviously, and um, it it was just really cool seeing all these different people come together abroad. And the wildest thing of the whole trip was like that card show, seeing how much NBA and NFL was there. There was some MLB cards also, but like these people love their American sports. Obviously, English football is their first love over there, pretty much for most people, almost everyone. But the American market's really breaking through. Like you kind of watch those NFL games abroad and you're like, do people really like it? Or they just kind of like show up cause it's something new, but like these people are like repping all these different jerseys at the show, NFL jerseys. So I saw Packer jerseys. I saw Browns jerseys. I saw, um, you know, Jaguars signed jerseys there for sale. Dallas Cowboys signed mini helmets. AJ Dillon signed mini helmet. there. like, just like the wildest thing. And, uh, it was just really, really cool to go abroad and see all this card stuff, in a completely different country that three years ago was pretty much non-existent outside of the go to your market and buy some stickers. Um, so very, very cool trip. Very blessed to be able to do that. It's definitely a once in a lifetime trip when it comes to the the soccer match schedules um, that lined up pretty much perfectly. And I'm just really grateful I was able to do it, but I'm really excited to be back and get back to the normal activities of, of slab stocks and work and everything. So it's a fun time. Can't replace that trip. Definitely can't replace the memories of the people there. So it's happy to be back, though, and um, really excited
0: about the future for for soccer cards and for the U.K. market in general. I'm glad, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you had a good time, and uh, I look forward to joining you next time so that I can watch Arsenal when our young guys are like 23 just destroy Chelsea. I
1: think we'll have to look at the match and find that Arsenal-Chelsea match and get out there. Look, look at the match schedule. <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be so pwcc's weekly auction number nine is happening this sunday night uh please join us if you want to on our flip quest episode number nine 9 45 p.m eastern time on sunday we'll be live here again bidding and selling some cards through our auction and this sunday night there is a justin herbert 2020 select gold out of 10 the concourse which is like the main um tier of the set psa 10 it's the true gold. Select this year, as we know, football made like a million different variations of this thing. The die cut, uh, the die cut X-Factor, the non-X, I don't know, man. There's just like a million of these things. We know that. So to see like the real one, the legit one, not the fool's gold. Uh, This is at 3,600 current bid without the buyer's premium. So this is big. Like this is a big time card. The last card that sold similar to this. It's very hard to find ones that are like exactly this was a field level. It was a jersey number 10 out of 10 gold disco out of 10 PSA 10 uh, that sold for $14,826 on February 5th, so right before the Super Bowl. And, uh,
0: Nate, what do you think about this selling at this exact time, free agency period in the NFL? I do think that we're at the point in the card market where everyone is smart enough where it's – you sell a gold any time of the year, it will go for what it should go for. Like if you sell a Justin Herbert silver – concourse psa 10 in march i think it would go for less than what you would get you know four or five months from now but you sell De- depending gold. depending on the month that get graded though in that time remember could be more to hit the market that's true that's true you sell gold though um i think there's gonna be plenty of people that just need the gold and for me just personal preference if you're telling me to choose between a gold concourse or a gold premier level I'm choosing the concourse every day. I like the concourse significantly more than I like the premiere.
1: Yeah. And it's all in the, uh, the longevity, right? Like the first select set ever, like it was the concourse. That was the main card. And yeah, I know people will take the field level over the concourse, but remember both the field level gold and the gold concourse, there's the same amount made. It's not the difference in the silver, super short print field level, whatever, which aren't super short print in football, but
0: are like in basketball. So I, I see that. Uh, that That is one of my biggest pet peeves. I'll take two seconds to t- pet peeve this. The whole like people paying more for a tie-dye field level or courtside than a tie-dye concourse, gold courtside over a gold concourse, they're all out of 10. So at that point, what's the point? People just like the
1: field level look, I guess. I don't know. I mean, field level does have a stronger name than concourse in the market. We know that. But is it? 5x as much <laughs> and, that, that,
0: I, and i get i get because it's like yeah you can have a Donris gold number to 10 or an optic gold number to 10 the optic is going to get more money even though it looks the same right so i get the i get the sentiment it's just sometimes i feel like the prices are outrageous i i feel that i feel that
1: the second card we're going to highlight in this weekly auction number nine to see how this sells and what it might mean for the market is this R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. This is a dual Nike patch, one of one. Uh, looks like the Panini had some trouble centering the R.J. Barrett Nike patch on that. They're kind of missing half of it. Uh, one of one from Collegiate Immaculate when they are both on Duke. Now, if you look at the back of the card, I'm going to have to zoom in because I can't read that from here, um, it says the enclosed player war material are guaranteed by Panini America. So it's not technically a game worn um dual logo, which we wouldn't expect for a collegiate product. And it's currently a nine hundred dollars on bids. Now I went back and card ladder sales history from Card ladder Pro told me that this card once sold on April 19th, 2020 for $1,450 raw. It seems it was raw. Um my whole thing with this is that we know, Nate, that a lot of people nowadays are buy the one of one, and I agree with this buy the one of ones, buy the rare cards, buy the unique ones that people can't find because the next time someone really wants the card, it's easier to sell it for more. Like it just all makes sense and it's not as hard to move the needle. So it, everything there makes sense. Now we're talking specifically about patches, though. You know, it's not a gold select Herbert, it's not a Bowman Chrome Auto gold out of 50 or orange out of 25. It's two patches from collegiate days. Like, do we physically think that this card, if Zion gets back, R.J. Barrett, he's had some nice moments with the Knicks. I think he might be hurt right now. I don't know for sure. Um, Do we think, like, this card is the type of card that people should think about for investment's sake? Because, funny enough, as of right now, ending, I think, tonight, or maybe tomorrow night, there is a Mason Mount one-of-one dual laundry tag immaculate game-worn patch, match-worn patch, ending on eBay. And I might try to win it. But I sit there and I physically think to myself, "Is it worth buying this versus buying a cracked dice contender's rookie at twenty three PSA nine? It is a one on one, but it's not
0: like that sought of after of a card, you know." I get you. I would I would ask you, have you met Duke fans? I they're crazy, man. They call them the Cameron Crazies. They're crazy. You're going to get plenty of Duke fans that have plenty of money that are going to be older at some point remember Zion from their college days remember RJ Barrett from their college days or whatever and they're gonna say to themselves yeah yeah I want this I went to Duke I love these guys when I went to Duke I gotta have them and it only takes two dudes like that or two women or one dude and one woman doesn't matter to be like yeah I'm gonna get this card price goes up exactly and
1: that's the biggest argument for for
0: rarity and uniqueness
1: in the card market is it really does take two on an auction it only takes one on a high buy and not our best offer um and if you can control market with a cool card that people want that's like the way to go so that card in general the rj and zion i think we're going to stamp it as a smart buy if you can get it at a decent price now obviously collegiate people have their gripes about buy but i do think in certain circumstances this being one of them It matters, and people love college basketball. There's a lot of people that love college basketball. I think that the more that they start to release like NIL stuff and like maybe some more college license stuff before they actually hit the pros, like it might make people want to go back and get cards like this. If there's like actually excitement around the card, like this one, there should be excitement around it.
0: Also, the Nike swooshes out.
1: Yeah, I mean Zion's obviously Jordan athlete, but Nike owns Jordan, and then RJ too. I think is a Nike athlete. I'm not sure for sure on that, but. Very cool. And also, the different colors is kind of cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Alright, awesome. Well, this is one of the two that we'll be watching on Sunday night, along with many, many others, so please come to the live stream and uh, let's review really quick two cards we have selling. First card we have selling this weekend for our FlipQuest 2022 is this Tatum Opulence RPA number at 79 PSA 8. Now, this is the highest graded copy of this card. There are none that are graded higher. I remember at the time that we bought this, there was like a PSA Authentic that sold for like 1150 We paid 1,260 in the first weekly auction at the start of the year. And I am pretty confident in this card because Tatum has been unbelievable. The Celtics are on a super run. They beat the Warriors last night on Tuesday and we're selling this at like a perfect time. It's a super sick card, two-color patch auto. I'm hoping this hits like at least 15 so that we can make up uh, that Jalen Brown money. Just kind of offset it. Just make sure we offset that stupid Jalen Brown that actually won in the first auction. And uh, then it will come full circle with these Celtics cards. But that 625 right now, I'm going to predict that this sells for 1550
0: after buyer's premium. Nate, do you got a guess? 1550 after buyer's premium? Yeah. I'm going to go more optimistic than you and I'm going to say 1555.
1: Well, I just realized if it is 1550, um we make like 100 bucks. So, I'm going to go up and move up to 1750 so we can fully offset the Jalen Brown
0: all right, I'm gonna go a little bit more optimistic than you and go up to 1755. I was waiting for that.
1: Uh so this is the first one, but then the next one is well, actually, I'll say next two, and this is good timing as well. Kind of hoping these good timing cards really pay off. We've got two Carl Anthony Towns Galactics selling in this auction. One is the PSA 10, the stargazing, which we bought for the flip quest, and same with the showstoppers. Uh, this one is currently at $90 pre-buyer's premium. That one I think we spent like 150 on. I fully expect it to eclipse that. And then this one already has, after our, our uh, seller bonus, eclipsed what we paid for the PSA 9 Showstoppers. Um, this is not a big enough gap right now on PSA 10 versus PSA 9. They're from the exact same year. Nate, I don't know which insert you like better, but I like the Stargazing insert better. I like the Stargazing way better. Yeah, exactly. So if this sells for like 120 the PSA 9, let's just say around there, I expect this to sell for 250 being a better insert PSA 10. So pretty excited about these towns. He used to dropped 60, man. He's an animal. The Wolves are the best team since the All-Star break record-wise, I think. And uh, really, I think that this is probably going to be our best time of sales of the first quarter of this year, probably. Tatum also. So excited to see those sell. And, of course, come to our Sunday night uh, stream, 9.45 p.m. Eastern time for the weekly auction number 9 here on YouTube, the same t- place you're watching us right now. We'll see what these end at. We'll see if we buy any other or what cards we do end up buying and giving away and uh, excited for it, and we'll see you then on sunday so for who's hot of the week we have darius garland 2019 prison red ice psa 10 big shout out to slabsock sam because darius garland was one of sam's guys he loved darius garland he still does um back you know he's been doing he was doing sam dunks videos for years and early on when he was hurt and stuff off the draft he said darius garland's gonna be the dude and he is the dude indeed he just dropped 41 points and 13 assists against the Pacers on March 8th in a 127 to 124 victory on the road. And this card over the last three months, thanks to Card Ladder Pro, has increased 135%, $232 gain. This card, I don't know, but we are at an all time high right now for this card. So Garland really, really making his stamp on the NBA this year as a third year player, made an all-star game, really a second full season all-star game this year. Um, is he probably is gonna be one of the best point cards in the foreseeable future given he's doing this at such a young age and um clearly you have some nice little pop cards of his 45 is not high on a prism parallel from psa or or psa 10 card of that um and and it's looking good i think no matter what you always have to be thinking about when's the time to sell and if i look at this chart nate i don't know how you feel but if you can make anywhere between 100 150 300 dollars on this card why not take the profit and hedge against maybe your, the rest of your bets on Darius Growing, especially given it's not like a super like low-numbered card or maybe soft in the future?
0: Take the profit, move into the next point guard you think is going to explode.
1: And remember, this sale happened on March 10th. Just kidding. That was right after the game. I thought it was March 13th. It was March, it was March 8th was the game. It was 13 assists. Uh, but yeah, take the profit, move it somewhere else. You might make more, but uh, you can at least book that and um, – Look forward to maybe watching with with less risk, too, if you do have a ton of cards. uh, It's always good. I always say it. Most of our, I mean, most of our like my huge Bowman Chrome collections over the years, I was always selling, selling, selling along the way. Maybe you have a couple by the time they hit the MLB. But if you have all of them and it doesn't go well, going to not be pretty. For who's not of the week, this might be a multiple-time candidate at this point. Anthony Davis, 2012 Prism Rookie BGS 9.5. This car is currently valued at $152 as of March 15th. If you look at the last six months, which is before the NBA started, NBA season started until now, it's dropped 73%, $412, which is massive drop. Massive, massive. Started up there at 565, down to 152. Davis, when he's been healthy this year, has put up decent numbers. Remember, numbers isn't everything in the NBA. You've got to win when you've got supposedly a good cast, and then you also have to stay healthy. Um, no different than when we talk about Tatis, but Tatis is a super exciting young player. So it's not going to drop like this. Anthony Davis is a now older player. I mean, he's not like super old, obviously, but he's not in the John Morant age range and he's been hurt and not shooting. He's shooting the worst of his career. Pretty much. I think this year when he's even healthy and the Lakers are just getting smoked and it's not looking good. Um, not at all. And I have no idea if there's a road to recovery, road to recovery here, what it entails or whatever. Um, Nate, I know that this is like something that you probably wouldn't be in the position because you, you aren't and I'm not either, but let's just say you bought in the Lakers hype before the season. You paid five fifty. You have this card today. What are you doing?
0: (sighs) I mean, at this point, I think you just have to hold really. Yeah. I think, I mean, look, you think it's going to go under a hundred dollars at any point? I have no idea. You know, um, so so me. I'm saying, all right. I've lost seventy three percent of my of my purchase here. What are the odds it goes under a hundred bucks? What are the odds that Anthony Davis, still a very talented player, doesn't you know he's maybe stays healthy, maybe LeBron moves on, maybe they move on from him. Somehow, some way, he's going to end up in a di- different situation, and then hopefully bet on the bounce back. But selling right now, I just don't think it can go much lower. I don't know how much higher it can go, but I just don't think it can go much lower. So if you've already missed your selling window, like at 300, I think I would just hold.
1: And the only thing I'd say is I I like wouldn't necessarily want this card, but if you the only way you'd sell is if you think you have such a home run play at 150 that you can make the money back faster than do it. Otherwise, like Nate said... I feel like you at least have to wait for an Anthony Davis comeback and see what happens, or a new team, new destination. We just talked about it for like half this podcast: new teams, new desti- new destinations, new situations. You never know what happens and what can result of it. So, and that's even before he might play for that new team too, as we see with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So, I I would like probably talk about what Nate's th- or agree with what Nate's thinking and uh, hold at this point, but not a situation I'd probably want to find myself in or would because I wasn't really buying into that Lakers hype anyways before the season. Now let's send it over to Zach for a Slab Sox FC segment to end the show.
2: What is up, everybody? It's Zach from at Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slab Sox FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. So it was a big weekend in the last couple of days in the Premier League. The title race is really heated, heating up, as you can see, between Man City and Liverpool. Same amount of game plays. Liverpool is now only one point back of City following their win over Arsenal today. And then additionally, the top four race has really been heating up. Man, United had a massive win over my Tottenham uh, in the weekend. Ronaldo was absolutely fantastic in that game, scoring all three goals as United won 3-2 in a game that Tottenham really outplayed United in. But that's what happens when you have one of the goats on your team. You can just win new games on his own. But As you can see, Tottenham, West Ham, United, and Arsenal are all, and to a lesser extent, Wolves are really in a tight battle for that fourth spot, and I think it's going to come down to when Tottenham play Arsenal in their rescheduled derby match from a couple weeks ago. The next couple weeks, whoever wins that game will probably make top four, but right now, Arsenal is sitting pretty. A game in hand on Tottenham. Two games in hand on United. West Ham have been playing really well outside of their result against uh, Liverpool today. Yeah, really tight races going on in the Premier League. Moving on, so some bad news here. One of the top prospects in the world florian verts has torn his ac on his left knee and he's going to be out for a long time he's in doubt for the world cup which is a huge negative for him because it's pretty unlikely that leverkusen sell him this year so if you have money tied up in uh verts right now you were hoping for a big performance for germany in the world cup but that probably won't happen and you're gonna to have to wait a bit longer until he gets that big move Probably in the summer of 2023 to a team like Barca, Bayern, and Real Madrid have all been watching him for over a year already. And what effect will that have on his cards? I don't know, but probably going to go down as we've seen. Uh, His Topps Chrome Sapphire PSA 10 was a $435 card last fall. It's dipped last month to $300. It's probably going to dip below that to around the $200 mark, I would think. And when it hits that point, I think it's a good time to buy. ACL injuries don't mean what they used to mean anymore, especially for a young guy like verts He'll be able to bounce back. He's still super talented. He's looking to be that Thomas Muller-type player for Germany for the next 10 years. When he does get back, he's still very young. A big transfer is still in his future. And I think he's going to have a, a nice bit of value on him in uh, the coming weeks and months. And then some good news on the player injury-related front. Alfonso Davies is back in training for Bayern Munich after his heart issue he had as a result of catching COVID. And I think he's a really interesting prospect right now. He's coming back right before the international break where Canada will probably lock up their spot in the World Cup. And Alfonso Davies is the face of that team. He's an absolute star. And I think you put him on the world stage like that and he's going to take the world by storm. Additionally, he already plays for one of the biggest world clubs in the world in Bayern Munich. I just think there's a lot of room for growth in his cards, particularly his 2018 Donriss PSA 10. There's about 900 of these PSA 10s and like 600 PSA 9s. So if you're going to buy this card, you probably want to get the PSA 10. Obviously down around 38% over the past year. It's a $77 uh, decline. This is when he, his prices rose tremendously as a result of huge performances in the Champions League. But he's still got that to close the season because he's going to be back for Bayern and he's going to be a factor in the quarterfinals and beyond for them. And then the World Cup with Canada this summer – or, I mean, this fall, this winter, I, I should say. I Davies is a really, really interesting one. He's probably the only defender that's really, really viable as a sports card investment right now. And he's definitely one to watch. And moving on, Champions League Benfica surprisingly got past Ajax, winning 1 0 in uh in Amsterdam to get on through on aggregate 3 2. Can they continue their fairytale uh run in the next round? We shall see. Then Atletico Madrid getting past United 1 0. Felix again looking dangerous. Griezmann had a great assist for Lodi and the. Uh, Two ends of the pendulum strike again for United. A great win against Tottenham at the weekend. A poor win, a poor loss at home to get him knocked out of the Champions League. Jan All Black was amazing in this one. Absolutely stood on his head for Madrid, for Atletico. And they're never an easy out in the Champions League under Simeone, that's for sure. And then another surprise in the Champions League today Villarreal behind late goals from Moreno Torres and Don Yuma. Knock out Juventus 3-0. This should create a buying window for Dusan Vlahovic because uh, Juventus is really going to be quiet for the rest of the season. He doesn't have a big uh, summer transfer to get his cards up. And I think he's going to have some nice buying opportunities in the coming months as well because he looks like the real deal. He looks like he's going to be that s- star level striker at the same same tier, same level as an Erling Holland type of player. So he's really going to be one to... To keep your eyes on his market for the coming months and see see what develops there, and then Chelsea getting past Leal two one behind uh, Pulisic goal and Aspilaqueta goal to get in on aggregate four to one. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for Chelsea for the rest of this Champions League with the situation they're in. Games behind closed doors in the UCL will be tough, but Pulisic putting in a man of the match performance. And he's in a really, really interesting spot right now with what's going on at Chelsea's football club. So obviously, the sanctions that have been happening, Abramovich is selling the club. The main buyers interested are American, from whether it's private equity or sports teams owners already, like the Ricketts who own the Cubs. There will be American interest in buying Chelsea. The problem is for Chelsea is Abramovich, in his 20 years owning the club, went over like $1.5 billion in debt to the club that he's not expecting to be paid back. So Chelsea were not run as a self-sustaining football club. And that's probably the opposite of how any American owner will buy and run the team. When the American owners come into sports, they're used to owning an NFL team, an NBA team, an MLB team. Basically, they're used to owning franchises that are guaranteed to print money and gain value year after year after year. Clubs in England and in Europe are not like that. The revenue structures are different. The way they are run are different. And generally, if you're spending at the levels that you normally need to spend at to be competitive in Europe and competitive in the Premier League, if you play in that league, you're going to be looking at a loss year over year over year. And that's not going to please these private equity, hedge fund, big owner guys that are going to be coming in from America and that are probably going to buy Chelsea. So the recruitment strategies are probably going to shift less big spends on the market, more focus on keeping guys who they already have in the team. And then if American buys Chelsea, you have to expect, you have to assume that Pulsic isn't going anywhere. they're going to be a renewed focus on pushing Pulsic to the front of the team, making him the face of that team as they look to drive growth and revenue in America. And Pulsic, Yeah, he's had injuries. Yeah, he's been in and out of the team for Chelsea the past couple years, but he's producing. He's scored, I think, more UCL goals for Chelsea now than Eden Hazard did, which you would be surprised to see, but he has done that. He still is a goal scorer. And the market right now isn't really reflecting that, but we're moving into an international window for the U.S. where they have a chance of clinching a World Cup spot. Pulse is obviously the face of the U.S. men's national team. And if they do well, watch out. And today we're going to be looking at his 2016 Panini Donris debut, PSA 10. I chose this card. He's got the yellow Dortmund kick. He was wearing the yellow Chelsea Dortmund-esque kit today when he scored and put in that man-of-the-match performance against Leo. And this is an interesting card. It's obviously down 35% in the last year, $247 decline. But, again, I fully – I've said it before and I, I'll say it again. Assuming the U.S. makes a World Cup, which – is very, very likely, odds on that we will. Pulisic is the star player of the U.S. Men's National Team. He's the face of the team. He'll be the face of a country, a face of a soccer card market almost when you have the people coming into the market that normally aren't in soccer, but they'll be in it for the World Cup. Pulisic is like a volcano, just bubbling just before the surface, and his market is waiting to erupt. I'm really expecting, assuming he's fit, which is never a guarantee, unfortunately, with Pulisic, and assuming the U.S. makes a World Cup and assuming they're bought by American ownership, ownership which is all fair assumptions to make, he, Pulisic will have a huge latter half of 2022 and push him into 2023 and beyond. So he's just definitely one to watch out for. I think his market is prime, primed and ready for a big jump in value over the next six to eight months. But it's probably going to be towards the latter half of this year when you do it. So if you want to get on in that now, I think the time would be – if you're looking into Pulsage, the time to buy is probably sometime the next month or so, I would say, before Chelsea get bought and uh, their plans around the squad are announced. Yeah, that's going to do it for this week. As always, the data is provided and the charts are provided by Card Ladder. uh, Link in uh, in the bio to sign up. Uh, for a free trial. Thanks for watching. Peace.
1: Thank you everyone so much for watching the weekly slab number 15 releasing today on Thursday. I just realized Nate, that we're actually recording this day, the day we're putting it up. Uh, I think I, we were recording on what I thought we were recording on Wednesday. So I mentioned a bunch of stuff like, Oh, yesterday or whatever, but actually it's Tuesday, not the case. So sorry if the dates were messed up there, but I do appreciate everyone watching. We really hope you enjoy March madness. We hope you come to Sunday's flip quest, 2022 stream. Um, 9:45 p.m eastern time and we also hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you all in the weekly side of number 16 next thursday
0: rock chalk jayhawk go badgers baby